everyone. Welcome back to Rebel Talk. I'm your host, Kayla Fossey, and for this week's episode, I'm joined by... Uh, number seven, forward, Paxton Malone. And number eight, his line mate, a centerman, Jared Erickson, Rick. To start off, let's do a season wrap-up really quick. And so both of you guys have been a part of this team for years, and this has been the best season the team has seen yet. How does it feel to just be a part of this? It's pretty amazing, honestly. I think pre-COVID, we didn't really know what's going to happen for the future of our program. We had high expectations, obviously, and then last year we didn't really get to play at all. And then uh, this year we kind of got hot pretty early in the season, and it kind of rolled through early February. Now we're still kind of rolling. We're climbing up that mountain, getting ready for nationals. Yeah, I think just every year I've seen it through my four years, it gets better each year. I think that's a test to uh, Greener's recruiting skills, and just every year it gets better, so I'm, I'm excited for the future. And what do you guys think changed this season for you guys, for you guys to get the outcome that you've had? I think a little bit to our leadership core and the coaches, uh, we tried to change the culture a little bit. We just wanted everyone to kind of buy into the big picture, and I think everyone has, and uh, that just kind of goes to the show, the type of character that we have in the room, and everybody's kind of putting their egos aside and buying into the big picture. Yeah, I think everyone's found their role this year, and they found it early. So I think everyone finding their role early helps us uh, just kind of build as a team throughout the year. And then Pax, and you decided to come back next year. What kind of helped you make that decision? Just seeing guys like Rick here do a fifth year in Plonsky. I got the year available, so I may as well use it. Just play one more year. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. That's what everybody <laughs> I talked to was like, yeah, Rick, if you got the opportunity, definitely take advantage of that. So I'm happy to see guys like Pax come back another year. And then Paxton, you've made 43 goals in your career in the Scarlet and Gray, and the team goes on and on about how great your fan base is. Can you just kind of talk about what the experience is like to score a goal at CNA in front of all those fans? Yeah, obviously it's unreal. I mean, we're lucky to have our, the fans that we do. Just being able to score goals and have those fans behind us is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll add on to that. That's what I don't really score too many goals, <laughs> but uh, you'll find me in the crease banging home some rebounds. But uh, it's definitely pretty cool once the all the fans are up on the up on the glass and banging on the glass. It's uh, pretty exciting. Paxton, you also played a season up in Canada as someone who was born in the United States. What it was it that experience like to be able to travel up to Canada and play up there? Yeah, it was fun. The league I played juniors in, we were the only American team, so we'd travel up to Canada for all the away games. But actually playing a full season in Canada was a pretty cool experience, just that small town kind of Canadian team was what it was, and it was really fun. And then is there any player on the team that has kind of surprised you guys is coming into the season and everything? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I would probably say. Not really. That's what I think. Uh, everybody coming in, we kind of saw what type of skill that we had. And I think everybody's kind of played up to their standards and have been uh, putting pucks in the net. So I uh, can't complain about anybody's uh, play or I can't really hype up anybody too much either. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the whole thing about everyone having a role, I think everyone just fits into that. And I don't think there's any surprises. Is there anyone that you've seen a lot of improvement from from the beginning of the season? I'll give a shout out to Mr. Wyatt, Cole Wyatt. He's one of Dumpy's and I, a uh, good buddy, but uh, he's kind of stepped in as a freshman and he's kind of uh, not really missed a beat. I mean, it can be a kind of a scary transition jumping from junior to college hockey and he did not miss a beat and kind of jumped in on the power play too and definitely put some pucks in the nets and uh, we're pretty proud of him. Yeah, I don't have anyone. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Mr. Wyatt. I'd say all the COVID freshmen actually. Them coming in and not playing hockey for a full year being in a new town and just going to school. And then this year coming into playing hockey, I think they all are playing very well. And then um, since you guys have been on the team for so long, what's one skill you've seen yourselves improve at from the time you started at UNLV to now? 
Walking shots. Oh, man, you took mine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would definitely say, uh, blocking shots. That's what I love being on the PK and kind of get in front of some shots and bringing some energy to the bench. And there's no better feeling than kind of coming back to the bench with the guys hyping you up after a big block. So that's what I would say that I, I've improved on over my and then the home record for the season was 15-1. to 1. How does it feel to end with that kind of record? That's pretty unbelievable. That's what I saw Flandy post that on his Instagram a couple of days ago, and just pretty crazy. But that also goes to show like what type of support we have in the stands. They show up every night, and they bring the energy, and that definitely doesn't go unnoticed. So having a 15-1 and 1 record definitely shows what type of character we have in the room and the type of support that the fans bring every single weekend. Obviously, thank you to all the fans who come out and all the students who come out. We go other places, and it's a lot different atmosphere. That's so to have that here is is huge for our home uh, record. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the build off of that. That's what we'll go to some some barns, and it's, it's a, tough. Ghost, a ghost town, and yeah. it's like you have to bring your own energy. And sometimes that can be really tough for us because uh, we walk in, and we're just kind of expecting to roll over a team. But it's like you have to bring your own energy every single night just because they don't really have anybody there to, that we can kind of feed off of. So we're definitely uh, proud to have the fan base that we do. And then this past weekend, you guys has played against Oregon, who is a D2 school, but they're making that jump to D1 <laughs> next year. How do you think these two games went? Especially to them, good for them. They're, as a D2 team, they played us really well. They're a lot better than we expected them coming in. But overall, that was a good weekend with, what was it, two sold-out games? To have that and to finish off our season like that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll give a, a shout-out to Oregon. I think that they played a pretty solid game, especially their goaltending. I think both of their goalies that they played had a pretty solid save percentage, and I'm sure that they're probably pretty proud of themselves as a program, too, and they're going to be making that jump next year. But uh, definitely uh, thankful for senior night and all the emotions that went through that, and I can't thank my teammates and the coaching staff and my family and friends that were in the stands. It was definitely an awesome experience for me being a senior to kind of go out on a high note at CNA. And then, like you mentioned earlier, both of these games were sold out. I mean, you could barely even walk through the stands. We had fans sitting on the stairs. There was absolutely no room to walk. So can you just talk about what it was like end your time as a Rebel in front of a crowd like that? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. That's what uh, my parents are kind of notorious for being a little late to games. I'm like, you guys literally cannot be late to any of these games or you're not going to get in. Like even like senior night, I'm like, hey, after like the introductions and stuff, like if you guys run up to like Mackenzie River, you guys might not have a spot. So it's definitely pretty crazy. And that's what seeing all the fans even standing like behind the glass wrapping all the way around is just pretty cool. And then you had some of the alumni there under the scoreboard on Saturday night. Definitely was uh, pretty cool to see some familiar faces that have recently graduated. Yeah, it was awesome. I would say in my four years, I don't think I've seen two back-to-back sold-out games. I mean, it was pretty cool. If we can't get excited and fired up for those, those games, uh, we got issues. <laughs> but, but no, it was, it was really fun. And then the team leaves for nationals in just a couple of days. Taking out the competition aspect of the whole trip, what are you guys most looking forward to for this last road trip with the guys? I think for me, being a senior, I just kind of want to cherish it and embrace it and uh, kind of build these memories with these boys one last time and definitely kind of soak it all in because it's not going to happen again, even though uh, traveling can be sometimes a little grueling, just like the long travel days and that type of stuff. I just kind of want to cherish and soak into the time with the boys while I still have it. Yeah, I'd agree with Rick. Just cherish it. Cherish the travel, which sucks sometimes, but this is the last one of the year and hopefully it's a week long. But yeah, just cherish every moment with the guys and especially guys like Rick we won't have next year, Blonsky, Angelos. Yeah, I'll be hanging out in the stands next year, hanging out in the glass. Might have my tarp off, you never know. (laughs) And then coming off of this amazing season, you guys are heading to nationals as the number four seed. How does it feel to just be ranked that high going into it? Uh, Great. Obviously, one of our top goals for the end of the year was being ranked inside that top four. And I think that's huge. We don't have to play that first game. So we'll be ready for whoever we have to play. Do our scouting on both teams, I'm sure. 
top four was definitely one of our uh, goals at the beginning of the year. And as a leadership group and a coaching staff, we saw what we believed we had in the locker room and uh, we definitely lived up to it. I mean, it's a pretty tall task to kind of live up to, but uh, slowly as the season kept going on, we just kept building momentum. We went through Chicago and rolled through there. And I think uh, we definitely surprised a lot of people in the nation and uh, it just kind of goes to show what we have in the locker room. And I'm definitely proud of the fellows to kind of get that number four seed. And then how is imp- how important is it that for the first game of Nationals, you guys just have a bye? I think it's huge. That's what normally you, you would play like five games in five days, but now it's like we have four within like a five-day period, which is uh, going to be definitely huge to kind of get your legs off a little bit and kind of get acclimated to just kind of the national scene. I hope that we get a chance to kind of go into the, the rink and see some of the other teams play and see what the competition is right and kind of get our uh, heads in the, the right space and kind of get ready for our games. Yeah, I think it's huge to not have to have to play the first game, but like five days and five games is pretty heavy on the legs, your mind, everything. So hopefully we can do what we can to uh, for legs fresh. Yeah, it's also kind of interesting because none of us, besides maybe uh, Luke Burke, have been in that position before. He played at Adrian pre- previously, and they had, I believe, a top four seed, so they had that day off. But uh, we've never really been through this position before, so uh, I think we're uh, pretty excited to have that number four seed. Rick, how did it feel at the beginning of the season when you found out that you were voted in as team captain? I was very honored. I don't really like to talk about myself very much, but uh, just kind of being voted as a, as a team captain in general is definitely a huge honor, and I, I can't thank the guys for that vote, and I can't thank the coaching staff enough for allowing me to be that captain and help lead our team to a national tournament and be a top seed. That's definitely something that I'm very proud of myself and the whole team. Going into this season, I know you guys have talked about being a num- like in the top four for nationals was a goal and everything, but were you guys expecting the success that you've had so far, like the 16-game winning streak, all of that? I don't think anyone was expecting a 16-game win streak. Obviously, that's great. We were expecting to win all of our all the games we go into, though, is our big thing. So any team we face, we're going to go in there knowing we're going to win. Just going in with that mindset, I think, was our biggest uh, helper this year. Yeah, that's what I don't think anybody had us pinned to have 16 or 16 no. game win streak. Generally, when I go through the or the season schedule at the beginning of the year, I generally pin us around like five or six losses just because we tend to play down to some teams and sometimes we don't bring it. It just kind of depends on what's going on in the locker room. Like sometimes we just don't really buy in mentally and we're not quite ready to go and some, team, some teams just jump all over us. But um, definitely uh, was a little excited once we got through like 10, 11, 12 and it's just <laughs> like we kind of rolled into the next semester and it was just like, it was awesome. I mean, we were just winning and we just couldn't really stop at that point but then we rolled into liberty and didn't we, we didn't play terrible that friday night but they just put up a lot of solid shots and solid opportunities and they kind of beat us that night but we came back and beat them on their their midnight game and that was a awesome experience and then now we're kind of peaking and we definitely have some momentum going to the nationals and we're pretty excited to be there and then at the beginning of the season the rebels were predicted to finish first by a poll of coaches do you guys think you have lived up to those standards I'd say, yeah. We didn't move up or down very much throughout the year, so it's pretty much the same one and two, one, two, and three teams up there. So I think we should have gotten a sniff at it, like maybe two. We've been kind of stuck around four or five this year, right? Yeah, that's what I would have liked to have seen us maybe get a jump up to two or three, but uh, I don't know. That computer system is a little weird, but uh, we're definitely happy to be up at number four. I mean, that's what I've talked about previous years. Our program has been happy, like to, just to be in the top 10, like even like 10 to 12, we were pretty pumped about that. And then we crawled up into eight, and then we went into the Chicago showcase and we beat six three and two in three days which is going to be like nationals you're going to have to beat three top five teams within three or five days so uh i'm definitely pretty excited for that and we're kind of getting ready to head out to st louis and kind of kick the door down
And then, can you guys describe what it's like to be part of the Skating Rebels for those of us who don't know what it's like, like what goes on behind the scenes that makes you guys such a great team? Well, I think behind the scenes is what you guys bring. <laughs> you, know, you guys definitely make us look pretty legit, so we're yes. definitely thankful for all the, the media people that are helping us out and kind of growing our name on campus like you, Kayla, so thank you very much for that. But uh, behind the scenes, we're pretty relaxed. Obviously, when the coaches come in and have some serious words, we're definitely ready to hunker down and buy into the program and buy into a bigger picture, but uh, for the most part, we're pretty relaxed we like to joke around with each other and just kind of keep it light i'd say that's our biggest thing is we before games it's pretty light the mood but now we're just normal guys <laughs> having fun in the room yeah i wouldn't say we're quite normal but, yeah uh, yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah we definitely have some personalities in the locker room and definitely made a lot of memories that i'm gonna cherish for the rest of my life that's for damn sure and i can't remember who said it but in an interview previously this year someone said that for your guys's team on time is late oh, everyone yeah. on the team is early to everything all the practices everything like that so would you guys say that the team is kind of on the same like determination the same mindset and everything heading into the season I mean, one of our core values is if you're on time, you're late. That's Coach Raboni's big number one rule. And I think uh, a lot of guys have changed over the last couple of years. Uh, shout out to Jason Demizio, Dizzy, he was kind of notorious for not being on time. But I think this year it kind of shows that our culture has changed and he's bought into the program. He's showing up on time for everything. And he's kind of surprised a lot of guys with uh, showing up on time. And if, he's, if we need to be at the airport at 4.30 or something like that, he's showing up at 4.15. So uh, we definitely don't like to push the boundaries with the coaches and being on time at that time type of stuff so if early is on time that would be pretty accurate yeah and we've had circumstances where where guys have seen it happen someone was on time but it was considered late uh so i think examples like that grow our culture into just being early it's a good skill for for our team but it but it also is in in life as well yeah that's what it doesn't really matter if you have a letter on your chest or if you're a fifth year if you're going to show up uh, even on time it's going to be not good so uh definitely the culture has changed here within our locker room and we're pretty excited for the future of it and then can you guys talk about how much the program has changed from your first year to now uh from my first year I've seen a big difference I guess just from then so we have a lot more skill and just a lot more guys have bought in since my first year in my first year a lot of guys weren't bought in weren't held to a certain standard I guess you could say like we are now but I'd say now it's just the culture is, is the huge difference yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think when I got here, there's a ton of skill, and I totally believed in the in all the guys that we had in the locker room, but I feel like we just kind of had a couple different egos that were kind of uh, battling against each other. This year, I think everybody's been able to kind of put their egos aside, and we've kind of got rid of some of those uh, cancerous guys and got those egos out of the locker room, and uh, it kind of goes to show that if we like, all buy into one common goal, that we uh, have a, a pretty solid pro program and team and uh, I'm excited to see what the team can do next year obviously they're playing a couple NCAA games and I'll definitely be in the stands for that and I'm pretty excited for uh, the future of the program and the direction that it's going couple questions more directed at you, Rick. You are a senior, so obviously there's a lot of emotion surrounding the season and everything that the team has accomplished so far. As team captain, can you just talk about how proud you are of this team and everything that you guys have done? Yeah, I'm definitely proud of each and every guy in the locker room. It doesn't matter if you've played one game or every single game. As soon as you step in that locker room, you're part of the family. And uh, I'm just happy that everybody's been able to buy in. And if they're not playing a lot of games, they're not complaining about it. But uh, I'm just proud of each and every single one of the guys. And I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to this uh, year to kind of go out in my 20-year hockey career, kind of go out on top and make a run here at the national title is uh, pretty exciting. And I'm so thankful to be a part of it and proud of each, of one of, each and every one of the guys.
Um, and then a couple weeks ago, I did a senior spotlight on you, and I interviewed Raboni <clears throat> about it, and he mentioned that him and Greener were trying to recruit you before you went to Iowa State. Can you kind of talk about what made you decide <laughs> to go there first before coming oh, here? Oh, hard-hitting questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what uh, they had recruited me, and at the time, there was still a D2 program, and I had another year of uh, eligibility left in junior, so that's what I kind of wanted to go back to my junior team and uh, play there again. And then when they reached out that following year, there was still a D2 program, but they were planning on making that tra transition. And uh, I just wasn't quite sure what the program had and what the program had to offer. So I was a little hesitant at first, but then uh, one of my junior teammates, Tristan Mayer, who's now graduated from the program and from UNLV, he was here and he talked about how much he loved it and he really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed my time at Iowa State as well, but I kind of looked at this program and I was really excited to kind of jump on to something that was uh, kind of getting red hot early as a ACHA Division One program. And I'm just uh, very thankful that they're uh, willing to let me come back or let me come back kind of after declining their first <laughs> offer. And then you kind of talked to me about this already um, a couple of weeks ago when I interviewed you, but can you just briefly again kind of go over how that transition was like coming from Iowa State to here? I'm going to be honest, it was kind of terrifying <laughs> because uh, my whole life I've lived in the Midwest and then all of a sudden I had to, to pack up my old three Oldsmobile Alero and uh, <laughs> rip across the country in like three days. And uh, I got here like obviously like coming from like a rural town in Wisconsin to the Las Vegas Strip was uh, pretty eye-opening. Uh, it was the second time that I've been here and uh, it was just, uh, it was pretty scary. But as soon as I started kind of meeting some of the guys, I definitely kind of uh, grew to love the city like immediately. And you step in CNA, like it's a barn that you've ever really seen before. That And uh, I'm just so excited that uh, I was able to be a part of this group and uh, kind of uh, jump into this program right when we were kind of getting hot and kind of speechless, like making that transition. It was really tough, but uh Everyone was so welcoming, and uh, the coaching staff especially, they made me feel welcome. They always said, if you ever need anything, just to reach out. And I'm thankful that I had Tristan Mayer and that the coaching staff were so welcoming because uh, it was just a scary transition for me, but uh, guys definitely made it go smoother, that's for sure. And then can both of you kind of just talk about um, how UNLV is as a school, like taking out the hockey aspect and being a student athlete here? What is it like to attend school at UNLV? Uh, it's fun. I mean, the campus is very nice, obviously. I also came from a colder climate like Rick, so coming down to palm trees on the campus and just walking around in the desert, I mean, and all other aspects of Vegas are fun too. I mean, we get to golf all year, it's just stuff like that. <laughs> Playing yeah. golf, hockey, going to school. Yeah, back it's to pretty the fun. P PGA management uh, major, so <laughs> he definitely had to hype up the golf there, but that's what I <laughs> definitely love being on campus. Uh, the warm weather year round definitely is uh, a little bit of a bump for us guys coming from the colder climate. So I definitely like being on campus and some of the professors that I've had too have been awesome. And even like you walk around with a little bit of UNLV hockey apparel and people kind of recognize you and you don't really get that on other campuses. So I'm definitely uh, thankful to be here. On the topic of golf, you guys is one of your hugest fundraisers is a golf tournament that you guys do with the team and um, Polanski kind of told me that that's your guys' first time meeting up at the beginning of the season and kind of meeting all the new guys on the team and stuff what was that like this year to go in and do that with all the new guys that you had uh, it was it's awesome that's what the golf outing is huge for our program not only for fundraising but also kind of team bonding that's kind of the first time that you kind of get to meet everybody in one place and uh, you kind of get to introduce yourself see what the guys are like start building those friendships right away so the golf outing is huge for everybody and everybody definitely has a, a pretty good time during that golf outing 
Yeah, I think it's fun, and I think I've played in the last two with one of the donors. And the last time, me and Muzzy played with one of the donors, so it was fun going around golfing, and we had pretty much one guy on each hole, or a couple guys at each tee box, and just talking to the new guys, going around the course. It was fun. Yeah, you also get to talk to a lot of the sponsors, too, and definitely thank them, because without them, we wouldn't be where we're at. It's definitely uh, awesome for the program, and to kind of get to know all the sponsors and all the new guys, it's definitely a great day. Now, a couple of fun questions for you guys. First of all, who's your guys' NHL team? I'm going to have to go with the Knights. That's what, coming from Wisconsin, <laughs> I never really had a team. Some people would be like, oh, you can be like a Wild fan or you can be a Blackhawk fan. But as a Packer fan, like you can't really <laughs> cheer for a Minnesota team and you can't really cheer for an Illinois team. So as soon as I moved out here, I was kind of a, a Knights fan. But when I was a little guy, I was a Calgary Flames fan just because of their, their logo, basically. Yeah, I'd have to say the Knights for the same reasons as Rick. I never really had a team growing up from Washington. And then I came down here and just kind of, got around the night. I guess you could say I could be a Kraken fan now, but I think the Knights are, are where I'm at. Which NHL player would you guys love to meet? Ooh, Pax, you go first. Mm, like current? Current's retired. Oh, man. Oh, retired? <laughs> All right, well, I'll probably go with, I'd probably go with McJesus. I think it would be kind of cool. Jesus. He's just a, a guy that just rips up the league year after year, so I think it would be kind of cool just to kind of pick his brain a little bit and see what he likes to do with his downtime. He always has like kind of like a professional look on his face, but uh, away from the rink, he probably has a little bit of fun, and I'd like to kind of see what that side of him is like. Probably go with Patrick Kane, just because he's kind of more reserved from social media, so you don't see as much as most guys in the league like Matthews do on Instagram, so say Kane. And then, okay, for this question, I asked it to Plonsky and Manning during their episode, but it was a fan favorite, so I'm going to ask you guys as well. <laughs> Which animal do you guys think you could take in a fight? You know what? I heard this question, and like I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's no way Kayla's going to ask me that question, but now I'm extremely stumped, but I would probably have to say animal that I could take in a fight, and I actually think that I could do it. I would say probably like a bob. I think I'm living on the edge. I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know what exactly they have. I know that they have some like claws and stuff like that but i think i could take a bobcat i, I kind of want to be aggressive here i don't want to say something small like a little rabbit i think that's what planner said but uh, yeah. i think i could take a bobcat hard to top that uh going to fight i don't know i'm gonna take on a dog <laughs> what a type dog. of dog though what type of you mm, against a chihuahua it'd have to be a mean dog and wouldn't want to fight a nice dog a chihuahua <laughs> what about like a, a rottweiler yeah <laughs> with rage i'll do that you take your bobcat <laughs> All right, I got the bobcat. I love that you said a bobcat has claws. What about their teeth? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's. I don't know. I feel like Pretty I could... sharp claws and teeth, too. Yeah, that's... Yeah. What, I don't know. I feel like I could uh, definitely take a little bit, bit of a bobcat. Maybe if you give me a knife, <laughs> now we're talking. But bare hands, I don't know. I'd have to get behind him and kind of give him the old one-two barbecue. You think you think you could take a bear in a fight? No, absolutely <laughs> no not. Shot. It's kind of funny, though. Like, I always, like, watch the movies, and I'm like, I can outrun a bear. But it's like, you look at the statistics on a bear, and they can run fast that's for damn sure i would there's no way that i'd be able to even i don't know a bear would definitely dizzy could probably take on a bear yeah dizzy though that would be that or dikio dikio yeah. <laughs> those guys could give it a go yeah that would be actually uh those two versus one bear depending on the bear because a grizzly bear those things are like a thousand pounds <laughs> i don't know i know those guys are pretty big but i don't think they could take on a thousand pound grizzly bear they might surprise you <laughs> yeah you never know i don't know before we sign off do you guys have any questions for me yes that's what you told me to come with some questions and I was giving you a warning that you guys could ask me questions. Yeah, so that's what I saw that there was a fight that took place on, <laughs> on Friday night, and I saw that you had a black eye. wasn't quite sure how that happened, if you want to explain how you got your black eye. Okay, <laughs> from what I... Okay, for those of you who were not at the hockey game on Friday, they had elementary kids come and sing the national anthem 
before the game and there was like six minutes left in the third period and i was sitting on the stairs taking pictures completely zoned in on the game because we were still tied at that point so i was focusing on pictures and getting the game winning shot and i guess two of the elementary school dads started fighting behind where i was sitting no way <laughs> so you actually were right there i was right there no way <laughs> i guess one swung and hit the other and he went backwards and hit the back of me and then kind of flung over me tumbled over top of me and down the stairs wow and i got pushed forward into my camera and the glass but my camera's okay wow. i have a black eye but my camera is okay <laughs> what were they fighting about i have no idea i didn't even know what was going on until the dude fell into me because i was that zoned in on your guys's game yeah that's what i was kind of sitting there and alec kind of nudged me and he's like look there's a fight and i'm like <laughs> yeah I'm like oh yeah, hell I was yeah sitting right <laughs> there. i had i had a mom comment to me saturday at the game she asked if i was okay and then said that she saw the whole thing whole thing go down and she was like i saw you get hit but then you just popped right back up and started taking pictures so i was like she's fine yeah you're committed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> committed to the craft yeah she's definitely part of the family now <laughs> finally one of the hockey boys <laughs> another question mm -hmm. i have one you gave us one of these paper you give them us a paper each week how long does it take you to write these or like our section because yeah, i'm a terrible one paper writer <laughs> <laughs> one article it depends your guys's game recap from the weekend normally i'll write friday's portion friday night and then saturday's portion saturday night so that's 30 minutes for each section so like an hour in total oh. that bad they are kind of a thousand words oh wow but they are lengthy Wow, that's what uh, we complain about having to write a, a couple-page uh, essay, and here you are writing an article after article. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually, Saturday night, I was up until 4 a.m. because oh my gosh. I had a lot of hockey articles on you guys that I wrote this week. I wanted to write some Saturday morning, but I had this that I was doing. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So <laughs> I was up um, all night Saturday after your guys' game writing the articles so i had to do the senior article on Polanski, the game day routine on manning how was um, that what did he have to say i haven't read the article yet for who for uh for manning, manning with the game day he really he gets the same omelet every morning oh. for breakfast <laughs> at the d wow. hall at the rebel grill cafe i believe is, is what that, it's called i don't even know where that is I, it could apparently be the hall, it's, I don't a, it's across <laughs> campus i've never been he goes by himself huh. <laughs> gets a broccoli yeah. and cheddar does he drive um, there he walks oh interesting <laughs> <clears throat> that's um, why i wasn't sure if he kind of adopted some of muzzy's antics that he does he, or he participates in a lot of things with muzzy oh, from yes. what he said muzzy yes, forced him into something yeah i heard about <laughs> some of those and i don't know i just kind of let muzzy do his own little thing it's like if you if you step in his way he's like nope well, absolutely i know not. manning rooms with muzzy so he probably has no choice yeah. <laughs> to participate yeah. We definitely have a, a couple weirdos at Hunter Mozilla on our team, but uh, definitely one of my best friends on the team. That one, that one was fun. His, I'm pretty sure, surprisingly enough, Manning's game day routine article is longer than Muzzy's. Really? But I think it's just because I used more quotes from Manning in his. Mm. So I think that's why it's longer. Because his interview that I did was only seven minutes long. Seven oh. minutes and nine seconds. And I transcribed that. See, I have to transcribe the interviews too. Mm. So that takes a while too. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sometimes I get my friend to help me out with transcribing, but I know this weekend I did a lot of transcribing myself. We have two hockey articles coming out on the website later. Ooh. We have one of Battle of the Brothers. Ooh, that's a, I know that meant a lot to Zeke, so that was kind <laughs> of yeah, cool that was to see. Cool. 
I got to bug him all last week for interviews. I know he was very annoyed with me. <laughs> yeah, Zeke was actually pretty vocal on the ice. Normally he's not. I don't know if that was because <laughs> of his brother, but uh, he was definitely beacon with their bench a little bit, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And he was taking hits and giving them right back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were, pr- they were probably targeting. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got another question. What's your favorite fast food restaurant, including, like, Chipotle, Cafe Rio, okay. that type of stuff? I have to, I have to go with Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That's why I'd probably go with uh, Freddy's myself. Definitely a Freddy's. big burger guy. I'm actually very excited because they're opening on the 10th a Chick-fil-A up by my house. Oh, I'm nice. excited. <laughs> yeah, so anytime I drive by a Chick-fil-A, there's probably about like 15 to 20 cars deep, but uh, still have a good ex- <laughs> still have a good experience every time <laughs> I roll through there. It's a, it's a good good place. Who is your celebrity crush? Hit me with hard What about a celebrity athlete crush? How about that? That might celebrity be. Celebrity athlete crush? Yeah. That's even harder. You think so? <laughs> I'll well, give you my probably, actually celebrity mine's crush. Mine's probably uh, Jonathan Marshall, so I think that's a handsome man. <laughs> my celebrity crush, Tom Holland. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Is that Spider-Man? That is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's funny. Huh. All right. I don't think I have any other questions. Those are just ones that kind of popped up in my head. He, like, came with the whole list on his phone. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> from Google. <laughs> he took them from Google and put them in his notepad in his phone. Not surprised. We got to be better, Rick. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us, Kayla. Definitely yeah. appreciate Thank you guys it. for coming on. Thank you, and thank you for all you do for our, for our team. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Rebel Talk. Stay tuned for next week's episode for the behind the scenes of the team media. Next week, we'll also feature a bonus episode with two of UNLV Hockey's fan favorites. Don't forget to watch the Skane Rebels on Hockey TV tomorrow and the rest of this weekend as they take on Nationals.